Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, what's going on, everybody? In Sharks Territory, good evening. Almost good morning. For some of you in the East Coast, definitely good morning. I am Aaron James, and this is the Shark City Podcast for November 8th. Definitely going to be creeping into November 9th, 2022. Uh, there hasn't been much uh, going on in terms of action in Sharks Territory. The last time we got together, uh, the Sharks were heading into... A second contest against the Anaheim Ducks. A second contest in three games. And um, you know it. For the third consecutive time. The Sharks lost the Seals competition. Okay. So uh, we'll get into all that and more. First and foremost. The lines are open. Uh, send your take on Sharks hockey. And be on the show. Uh, you could. Connect with us on our SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. And, um, you know, for any topic we cover in the show, by all means, leave a message and uh, we'll connect live on this episode. Uh, Tonight we're broadcasting on Instagram Live and on YouTube. So, um, you know, by all means, drop a chat in the comment section and, uh, you know, we'll feature it on this program as well. And while we are doing all of our pleasantries and all of our um, greetings here and all these formalities, let's just get this one out of the way, why don't we? Uh, visit the website, sharkcityhockey.com, for all of the episodes of the Shark City Podcast and some awesome content if you are a fan of the Sousy Sharks. <clears throat> all right, so let's get into um, a quick little preview of what we will have in store for tonight's episode of the Shark City Podcast. Um, So, most of this is going to be a pretty much reverse retro episode 2.0. Okay, I'm going to be 100% up front. Um, Sounds like Sharks, again, last game was played was over the weekend. And this whole week, you know, we, we have... No hockey with the exception for the CUDA. All right, so no disrespect to the CUDA, but we have no Sounds and Sharks hockey going on until Thursday. This has got to be the longest, like, dry spell in Sharks territory since the season begun, honestly. Um, the Sharks aren't doing very well. 3 8 and 3. Um, but it's, it's hilarious how much you miss. The guys all until when they're not, you know, in action for an extended amount of time. Anyways, uh, so today's episode, we are going to react to the Sharks full kit being released and previewed via EA Sports. NHL 23 has incorporated 
this year's reverse retro jerseys into their game. So Sharks fans and Sharks territory got an opportunity to see what the Sharks jerseys would look like, essentially. Um, obviously, you know, they're not the real threads. It's all just digital. It's all just video games. But um, Tomas Hurdle in real life uh, sported the new gloves in practice. So, you know, we'll take a peep at those if you're watching the video version. Um, and, of course, it wouldn't be a reverse retro uh, episode if there wasn't a reverse retro rant. Another reason why I think this jersey's a fell. So for those of you who follow this podcast, you already know that I sit on the other side of the fence of the fans that are just un, just absolutely, um, you know, just left wondering why the Sharks would, with their whole 30 years of history, decide to reverse it back to 1974 for a team that technically belongs to the Dallas Stars in terms of history. Anyways, um, I had a whole entire episode on that. So by all means, um, a couple months ago, I think in September, check it out at SharkCityHockey.com. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, so uh, first and foremost, let's just cover the first game or that last game that we didn't get um, that we uh, had gone down again. Third shootout loss in a row so this is the only action i went down since the last time we spoke to each other about four days ago um sounds like sharks you know it, it was looking good kevin lebank scored uh early matt benning got an assist with timo meyer on the goal so first you know the first period was looking pretty solid um just a little bit in like four minutes in and then um you know just like that, Ducks take a 2-1 lead into the second intermission. Second period looked pretty solid as well with Meyer and um, and uh, Cunning getting their goals in the second period. So Timo Meyer got his fifth of the year. Carlson with an assist. Carlson is just, he is El Jefe, okay? So it was Los Tiburones night, by the way, in, uh, in um. The Shark Tank. So if you were at the game, you got a free shirtsy. Uh, you got some tacos, appropriately so, my people. Anyways, <laughs> I've seen some, um, seen a lot of posts. You know, a lot, a lot of grateful people out there in, um, in San Jose, um, enjoying those tacos. Anyways, um, and then you know, Tomas Hurdle got his second goal of, of the, um, of the season in the third period. Meyer got an assist on that, and, um, you know the. Sh- the Sharks allowed two goals like within three minutes or so of each other late in the third to, you know, um, allow Anaheim to force overtime. And then it went into the shootout with 10 rounds, uh, 10 rounds of um, shootout action. Sudden death, obviously. Uh, Adam Henrique for the Ducks ends up, you know, sealing the deal and the fate for the Sharks. Um, you know, overall, San Jose, you know, um, you know, okay, first and foremost, the Ducks played a very disciplined game, didn't uh, commit a single penalty on the, you know, official, you know, uh, uh, score sheet, if you will, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff I'm sure that should have been called, but we won't get into that. Um, Sharks, or excuse me, excuse me, I take it back, reverse that. The San Jose Sharks played a very disciplined game. Um, 
not committing any penalties. I uh, stand corrected. Um, but on the flip side of that, uh, they didn't really do a good job scoring on their opportunities either. Only one out of five converting, so just 20% of the power plays uh, opportunities are given to them. Um, you know, I think some of the stats that pop out, first and foremost, Reimer, not not his best game. Uh, 84% of the saves. So it's, you know, he stopped 21 shots. Excuse me, 21. Uh, yeah, 21 shots out of 25. Made 21 saves is a better way of saying that, out of 25 shots. Um, Carlson's a beast, 31 plus minutes, 31.17 to be exact. So 31 minutes, 17 seconds of ice time. Um, Barabanov surprisingly getting 22 minutes. So he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was the uh, second skater in terms of um, you know time on ice. Um, yeah, you know, there's not much to really say except you know the Sharks are, you know, they're going through their dance, right? It's like the same old song and dance. And I, you know, I said the last the last um, episode, you know, um, it's it's tiresome to see you know unique ways to to drop a game a lot of these games the sharks again you know like they just have to close them and they are not so i'm i'm not going to really spend too much time into like you know like i'm not going to deep dive into that game tonight because it's a loss it is what it is okay it's a loss and um you know in, in the last three games if you want, if you want to be positive, if you want to spin this, you know, you could say that you know the Sharks haven't, they haven't been essentially beaten. They haven't been defeated. Pardon me, they haven't been defeated in three in three consecutive games. All right, and they've earned a point in three consecutive games. Um, that homestand, if I'm not mistaken, with the exception to like the last like. Like literally, like like the last moments of the game, um, dropping it to the Lightning. Um, all those games went to overtime. They obviously, you know, came out on top against the Leafs. Um, that game was almost going to go into overtime against the Lightning, and then three consecutive shootout losses. So the Sharks, you could ar- arguably, you could say that the San Jose Sharks, you know, they if, if they could just close a freaking game, <laughs> if they could just, you know, like um. Eliminate those mistakes, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to do a deep dive into all the play because you know we we could spend a huge um, time of this um, show on it, um, and it ain't gonna change anything. It's a loss, okay? But again, if you want if you want to spin it, you can say that the Sharks have been playing some rather solid hockey, with the exception of the mistakes that are causing them to lose the games, right? Because uh, you know, for for some of these games, they're leading it. They just I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of you out there, you know, you might you might say this resembles that whole um, and okay, I'm just gonna play advocate here, and I'm gonna muddy the waters just for fun. But you know, um, it's almost like it's almost like a dance out there. It's almost like the same dance, you know, like the same routine, right? It almost resembles like um. It almost is like poetry emotion, if you will. Okay. It's like, how, how do you, how do you like, in some cases, like lead the game and then drop it so dramatically, you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, they're definitely on cue. They're definitely, you know, on beat with the script. 
Um, but it's time to change it. It's time to change, you know, it's time to turn that page. Let's get some victories. Anyways, moving on. Um, so let's get to, um, oh yeah, actually, you know, while we're on the topic of, um, you know, the, the games being played, let's just visit the, the schedule really quick. So as I mentioned, uh, next action is going to be Thursday, November uh, 10th. Thank goodness. Um, seriously. So that's a 5 p.m. face-off time for us here locally in San Jose. Um, so, you know, the Sharks are on a little four-game roadie here. Um, they're going to be taking on the Dallas Stars on Friday. So back-to-back, we had to wait four games, but we're not going to have to wait, uh, you know, like less than 24 hours for, you know, some some more Sharks action leading into the weekend. Uh, we had some Sunday hockey, Sunday afternoon hockey. They're going to take on uh, Minnesota Wild, and then um, they'll be ending the trip against the Golden Knights out in the desert on Tuesday. Uh, Sharks will return home Thursday, November 17th, uh, 17th, pardon me, to take on uh, the Detroit Red Wings. And they'll essentially, you know, finish, it seems like, um, you know, before the holiday weekend, they'll have, um, you know, they'll have um, majority of the next few games at home. So the way it looks is once they get back from the four-game road trip, um, it looks like they have five out of um, the next six games or uh, five of the remaining seven games in the month of November. It's going to be at the tank. So get an opportunity to check out the uh, the guys if you want to, uh, you know, see them before a holiday break. So in the Instagram, in the Instagram, I'm going to comment. Someone says re-sign Paps, Pavelski. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um. He has to, he he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Um, he had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to resign, and he made it real apparent during the off season that he had no intention of wanting to come back to San Jose and that he wants to stay in Dallas, and that's where he's at. So you know, um, it's funny you say that because. There's only just so many few more pieces left of that era on this team. And according to Mike Greer, um, everybody is on the trade block with the exception of Tomas Hurdle. Again, um, we reacted to that on the previous episode. If you want to peep that out, uh, visit SharkCityHockey.com. Moving on to uh, the main event, the Reverse Retro Reaction 2.0 episode. All right, let's get uh, rolling with this. So... It all kind of started this morning when EA Sports NHL 23 released a um, string of posts throughout social media of the new Reverse Retro 2.0 jerseys debuting now are officially installed a part of the game. So they've been released digitally or however, you know, I don't think anyone buys their video games anymore, right? You just install it on your console. But uh, essentially, as you can see, and pardon, pardon, I don't mean to offend those out there in Sharks territory that have to look at these awful Philadelphia Flyers and Arizona jerseys. <laughs> but you know what? If you know how I feel about the Sharks reverse retro jerseys, um, oh man, I'm not even going to say it. Let's just get on with this right here. So here it is. Here it is. First look at what the Sharks full kit will look like when they play um, in the reverse retro games this season. Um, to many's disappointment, to many of you, to many of you out there, your disappointment, you can see that 
the sharks are not wearing, if you want to call them sharks, these 1974 Dallas Stars inspired shark uniforms. <laughs> My bad. Are already making people cry with outrage because there are no white skates. Um, two two thoughts on this. Two comments. Number one, uh, this is just the video game rendering. Okay, I think there's still an opportunity if the San Jose Sharks want to do so to you know order some white skates so the boys can lace up in them for these throwback uh, games. But other than that, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, I don't, you know, I mean, me personally, again, I'm super biased because I see everything through the eyes of a Sharks fan. And I love the fact that there is history in the Bay Area. I do not want to sound um, like a degenerate or anything, right? Like, oh, I don't care about, about the history, about the past. Because I, I love history and I love the past. And, you know, one of the things I love about Sounds Like Sharks is, you know, unlike, and no disrespect to the previous club here, but, you know, um, you know, unlike the first expansion era in this, in, you know, the late 60s in NHL, um, when the Sounds Like Sharks expanded here in 1991, um, they were able to, you know, be successful in this market. And, um, again, you know, the Seals, I, I, I love the fact that there's NHL, like that the Bay Area is rich with NHL history. But to use football as comparison, and pardon me from jumping to another sport, but it would be as if the Oakland Raiders that moved to Las Vegas were to change their name, okay, and their look, and... um the 49ers here in the Bay Area decided to play a game in silver and black to throw it back to what used to be the Oakland Raiders. Even though that that franchise moved to another city, which they did, and hypothetically not in real world situation, you know, they changed their, you know, their brand, their colors, their uniforms, etc. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, specifically because, you know, Again, this is this is the um, history technically belongs to the stars. I understand the connection. It's all tied together via Gordon Gunn. You know what I mean? Um, but again, this is just my opinion because I'm seeing this through the eyes of like you know someone that bleeds till. Anyways, um, so um, this release this morning prompted the team to release their pictures of their own preview this time being real life with Tomas hurdle um, sporting the new gloves for the reverse retro uniforms during uh, training camp this morning or during practice this morning pardon me the morning skate and um, you know they pop absolutely they pop uh, it's a shame that they didn't do and I'll be real I'll be honest with you um, again you want to know my full thoughts and my full review and reaction to the jersey? Check it out. One of our previous episodes about a couple months ago. But um, you know, it's a shame that they didn't go with you know the um, the all teal be, um, because those gloves they are love they are lovely to look at. Look at. I'm not gonna lie. That color is it pops. It's nice. 
Um, but essentially, that practice jersey right there, and this images, these images are all via um, Sounds Like Sharks um, social media pages. But um, that jersey right there, that practice jersey, is pretty much as close as it's going to look like to the real thing because, you know, um, they'll be having the heel that matches that glove. And again, pardon me, and excuse me for everyone that's listening on the audio version of this. Um, if you go to sharkcityhockey.com, I always pair up the uh, video live stream broadcast with um, the podcast as well. So you can, you know, follow along if you like. Anyways, um, and um, long story short is, you know, this, this, these gloves, the way they pop, those colors, they're so lovely. And it's a shame that's going to be paired with such a plain jersey. Okay. Um so let's take a closer look at this. So again, this is all via Sounds of Sharks on social media. So here are the gloves a little bit um, more up close, a little bit more detail you can see on the side. And um, yeah, you know, I thought, to be honest with you, you know, outside of like, you know, looking at, like I said in the previous uh, cast with these new jerseys, you know, just because, you know, it, it's lovely. It's nice to look at something new. That doesn't necessarily mean it's better. Um I don't know, maybe it's just how it looks, but like these colors definitely resemble kind of the orange until obviously, you know, it's like a golden color, a golden yellow, so to speak. But um, yeah, um, I guess in a way like the Sharks, you know, especially with the way they redid their uniforms, it's kind of like appropriate, like it kind of like complements each other. Uh, the transition isn't going to be so like extreme, I guess. But um, yeah, as as a Sunday Sharks fan, you know this this is cool. You know it's cool to look again at some new things. But I just and this is my opinion because I know a lot of you out there love these jerseys. And that's cool. That's what's up. I'm all for it. Okay, I'm all for it. I'm all for you know respecting and understanding and like you know like just getting that people liked it. I understand. That's all cool. So you know um, I'm not trying to rain on the parade. If you dig them, kudos. If 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 you're like me again on that side of the fence where it's like, hey man, this this doesn't even belong to us, then um, buckle your seatbelts because I'm about to do um, another reverse retro rant. <laughs> again, this is going to be a reaction episode, so thank you. Uh, I am Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast for uh, what started in uh, November 8th and is now trailing into, uh, you know, the beginning stages of November 9th here as we're just about 15 minutes past uh, midnight in San Jose. Um, yeah, so this is Shark City Podcast, eighth episode of the second season. And thank you for everybody who's uh, following along live and everyone who's going to be uh, t- peeping this out later on. Um, so, reverse retro. If you haven't seen it, and I didn't get a chance to, um, to scout a picture out there to make it available for those of you who are um, you know, watching a video version. So um, now, now we're gonna level the playing field, so to speak, for everybody who's uh, listening to the uh, to the podcast, um, or listening on their preferred podcast platform is a better way of saying it. By the way, just really quick before I forget, the Reverse Retro 2.0 these throwbacks to the Dallas Stars 1974 sweaters. <laughs> They are currently available for pre-order on the Sharks Pro Shop. 
So you could do that on sharksproshop.com. This is not a promo. This is just me as a fan just sharing what I found out today. Um, and it looks like they have Couture and Carlson. So, you know, if you just want to look at what, it, you know, what these sweaters will look like when they have the names knitted on them and what the captain's patch is going to look like, that's available right now on the Sharks official um, shop page. All right. Um, so while you're looking at that and listening to this podcast simultaneously or watching a video and using your other device, because we all have two phones or a laptop, right, um, to check out. Um, what those jerseys look like at the shop page. Um, I just, man. Anyone out there know why the Sharks jerseys don't have this is Sharks territory emblazoned across the interior neckline for these new jerseys, the new evolved jerseys. Okay, so I'm kind of like jumping to a different jersey, so bear with me here. But does anyone know why this season, so the previous Sharks jerseys, so it's it was on the Stealth jersey, it was on, um, you know, the previous Adidas Prime green or whatever you want to call them. Um, this is Sharks territory. It had it inside the neckline, you know, inside the collar, you know, behind the neck. I said, this is Sharks territory. For clubs that won Stanley Cup championships, it had the Stanley Cup championship year that those are, you know, the years of those Stanley Cup championship teams for those respective clubs. Um, sounds like Sharks haven't raised one yet, so this is Sharks territory. It sufficed. It was awesome. It was dope. Nice little touch for hockey fans, for sure. Um, but it's missing, and it's obvious that it's missing with these new jerseys because all you get is the orange that's hiding inside these new uh, line of jerseys the only like orange within that whole color scheme outside a logo can be found on the inside of the jersey inside the collar you know behind the neck area where the tags usually are the sizes or made in canada for those of you who love to collect or made in indonesia for those of you who love to scrutinize (laughs) just kidding anyways um back to the point They did not do that feature for these new jerseys, the new Evolve jerseys, the new line for their all-till kits. Yet, they have the audacity to put in the reverse retro jersey emblazoned across the interior neckline SJS1974. San Jose Sharks 1974? Last time I checked, it was the 91 club, not the 74 club. (laughs) This is the stuff I'm talking about, why I don't care for this jersey. I respect the history of the NHL in the Bay Area. But again, we are the San Jose Sharks, okay? Our history is unique as in like it began in 1991 and and part of the condition of our like inception of our arrival into this league, like part of the Sharks being born in the Bay Area was that the owner who had previous ties to the other Bay Area club from 67 to 
mid-70s was that his essentially like this was a new start fresh start you know what i mean like essentially he sold the rights to that time or you know the ties to that club you know he sold that to what was then minnesota north stars slash cleveland barons and a whole merger that essentially made his way to texas to be the dallas stars Blah. mouthful of words there but long story short is uh, the sharks and the seals have no ties they have no ties all right and this is you know you could say what you will but this is like how for those of you out there who like to say oh eric carlson is the first nhl defenseman for the san jose sharks to score a hat trick i said that kind of clunky let me say it again eric carlson is the first defenseman in sharks history to score a hat trick there we go thank you <laughs> um thank you for allowing me to correct myself and bearing with me here um but then you know you're like well wait a minute brent burns scored a hat trick in like 2013 and it's like oh well yeah he scored a hat trick but he wasn't a defender like he was a defender he was playing wing but because he was playing wing he wasn't a defender so we have the true the true like you know defense you know or how do i say this like natural i guess defense uh defensive hat trick or defenseman hat trick there we go for sounds like sharks and the first time that's ever occurred um so you know that one's a little bit you know that's the best i could get in terms of an example with you know sharks hockey it's a little bit of a stretch because it's within the same organization but the point i'm trying to get at in terms of like you know, historical context, I guess, is um, that, you know, the San Jose Sharks and the Seals, there is no connection there. With the, with the exception that, you know, both clubs, you know, uh, resided in the Bay Area. You know, I mean, that's it. That's it. Um, the closest the San Jose Sharks have ever been to anything Oakland Seals California Golden Seals whatever you want to call them was when they played at the Cow Palace so anyways um, like in terms of like that's as close you know um, obviously they played in Oakland I believe they did some Frisco games at some point but anyways the point I'm trying to get at is um, again that's just the bleeding till version of me. If you love the jerseys and you're for it, I, I am at you. Go ahead. By all means, buy it. There's just one thing I want to know, though, really quick. Again, is, you know, why Why the San Jose Sharks? Okay, so, again, with these jerseys, okay? Like, what's going on with, with, with like, who who's, who's, like, dropping the, the puck? <laughs> When when it comes to like you know um, honoring our history and and choosing these jersey designs because again as a San Jose Sharks fan the, the Tillis if you want to call it that you know um, how is it that like you know 
How is it that you don't bring back the Heritage jersey, especially when you see like Arizona, they're bringing back the Kachina, and now you have the, you know, they call it the goat head. But Buffalo, with their with their um alternate jerseys, their dark alternate jerseys, they're bringing it back to the 90s, the Dominic Hasek days. I remember watching Dominic Hasek. I remember, I remember watching Dominic Hasek lose a game to the Sharks in overtime. That was awesome. I actually won tickets to that through reading this cool program. Anyways, uh, that's the story for another time. But the point I'm trying to get is, um, how is it that, like, you know, all these teams, even the Ducks, the reverse retro, you know what I mean? Like, they brought it back with their whole um, their whole logo, the Mighty Ducks logo. So that's cool for them, especially if you're a Ducks fan. Um, you know, they found a way to incorporate their own history while using their current color scheme. So obviously back in the day they had the purple and the green as primary, but now they're orange and black, and they found a unique way to do that. The sounds of sharks just went like completely like left face off circle, and like I mean again, we've been asking for the reverse. I mean we've been asking for the heritage jerseys, and then um, we get these evolved jerseys. They don't even put the this is sharks territory on the on the threads, and then for the reverse retro, we've been asking for sharks stuff. You know, the first one they did when they tried to do the ninety eight, it is what it is. Okay, hit and miss. You know, it was a one time shot that they took, but they fanned. All right, it is what it is. But this reverse retro with this with the seals, it's like it's it's just it's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's like doing like um I don't know. It's like doing a no look backward pass when you have a wide open net. <laughs> Anyways, um but no seriously, like nineteen seventy four SJS, you don't have this is Sharks territory on your new set of jerseys, yet you go and take a jersey uh, for your for your new line of reverse retros that you have no connection to, no historical connection to for that team outside of the fact that you both played in the Bay Area and you put SJS 1974 on the back of that sweater? It's just absurd. That's all I'm saying. It's absurd. So, thank you for listening to my reverse retro rant. This has been the reverse retro reaction episode 2.0. I'm Aaron James. We're about to call it an evening. Uh, again, I encourage you to check out if you are interested in, in if you're feeling anything that I was saying right now, check out my previous episode. Um, we'll react it to the reverse retro jerseys when um, the images were released from the NHL. I think that happened way back in uh, September. Um, you could check out all of our episodes at sharkcityhockey.com. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, like. If you are watching on Instagram Live right after this video is done, um, follow us, choose one of our posts, comment, tag like five of your friends. Let's grow this bad boy. All right, everybody, good night or good morning, depending on where you're watching. I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast for what started in November 8th and now ends in November 9th. Um, okay. Good night once again. This has been, um, it's been, you know, it's, I think it's been a pretty solid show. <laughs> and for those of you out there who are loving this reverse retro jersey, 
you know, again, you know, I understand just to end on a more positive note for the reverse retro. I understand the sentiment of throwing it back. I understand how exciting it might be to see, you know, um, what looks like a seals game, a hockey game here in the Bay area again. So, you know, I understand that I do, but again, just as a sounds like sharks fan, um, my biggest problem with this is that, you know, it's team history that doesn't belong to us. And why are you going to put SJS 1974 on a jersey for mocking up for history that doesn't belong to us? And we've been begging for the jersey, the number one jersey we want back in our history. And you're going to give us a whole new line of jerseys that we didn't ask for. And you don't even put this in Sharks territory in the back of that. <sighs> okay. Okay, I got it out. I got it out. Thank you all for listening. I'm Aaron James. Good night, everyone.